When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again lex sears imported autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in minnetonka more information at searsimports.com and when you walk into sears imported autos make sure you say you heard about them from jace it's off with your head gonna change it and make it good morning everybody and welcome to the seven or i'm sorry the eight o'clock and final hour of jason and alexis in the morning on my talk with 071 everything entertainment Everything whipped cream for naughty reasons. Oh. Sounds, Ew. Sounds like Never play that again. That's like the end of the can. God. I kind of want to hear it again, though. I, I kind of do because it bothered Alexis so, so very much. What the? Um, everything entertainment, everything whipped cream for naughty reasons. <laughs> Oh, this we are children. This to be on a button bar, please. It is on oh, a button good, bar. Good, it's good. on, yeah. <laughs> you have a diaper on. Oh, God. No. No, Alexis. Did oh. I kill it? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> good. I can never, my love. Yeah. 
There's <laughs> nothing better in life than opening up your mouth, tilting your head yes, back, and squirting Kitty. that crap in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure the light enough. version that's yeah. like zero calories. It's great. Yeah. Isn't any good? I mean, oh, really? yeah. It is oh, actually pretty good. Me? Yeah. I can go lay on the couch with a couple of cans. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It is good. I'm thinking of the fat-free version, if that's any good. Yeah. It's good, too. Yeah, it it's is. fine. It it's is. fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, It's one of the few frat, fat-free, frat, fat, fat. <laughs> that's all, folks. That's one of the few fat-free things that I like. God, it took me a long time to say. Anyway, yeah. uh, it is uh, Thursday at 8 o'clock, and that means we're going to put my uh, bizarre mind to good use. I may not be able to tell you where Oklahoma is on a map, but I can most certainly tell you uh, when Designing Women aired on CBS. It started in 1986. Thank you very much. Uh, It is time to go down the rabbit hole. Here they go, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole. Today, I'm really excited about the topic today. And I think you're, I I find this fascinating and I hope you will too. It is about a little known screening of Walt Disney's Beauty and the Beast that not a lot of folks know about because it hasn't been in circulation since like 2002. And I'm talking about a screening that happened uh, in September of 1991, and it was called Beauty and the Beast Work in Progress. And what this was, was uh, it was screened 70% complete at the New York Film Festival uh, in 1991, about six months before it would premiere around the world. Now, to understand why this screening at the New York Film Festival was such a big deal, you kind of have to go back to that era of Disney. They had just come off the success of The Little Mermaid, and they were riding high, because Disney was in the toilet in the 70s and 80s. People people had this idea, especially all you youngins out there, you think Disney has always been on fire, the company has always been firing on, on, all, on all cylinders. That is not the case. It was a crap box, especially in the 80s. Um, the movies, the only thing that was doing well in the 80s was their live action movies with Bette Midler, like Big Business um, and stuff like that through their Touchstone label. But the the animation studio was in disarray. Um, Fox and the Hound was really kind of their last mediocre hit. Well, then Little Mermaid changed all of that in 1989. And uh, it was a giant hit. And is regarded as kind of the start of what's referred to as the Disney Renaissance of the of the of the nineties. After that, they did Rescuers Down Under, which um, kind of bombed. So they were like, "Okay, was this a one-off? Was Little Mermaid a one-off, or is this really the beginning of a new era of classics from Disney?" Well, Beauty and the Beast had been thought about even by Walt Disney uh, and had been in development for decades, but they could never, as they say, Don knows the term, they could never crack the story. They could never um, figure out how Disney should do it. Well, they had it in the pipeline at the same time they were working on Aladdin. And the the crew that was working on Beauty and the Beast was pretty, you know, they were youngins. There were a lot of young talent at Disney. And they thought, you know, this is actually a really good movie. They they started to feel confident. And one of the marketing guys said, I have a great idea. Why don't we premiere this 
and call it work in progress. Why don't we try this out at the New York Film Festival? And that film festival out of all of them is really hoity-toity. It's really shishi-poo-poo. I mean, it's the fancy, fancy critics. And some in Disney worry. They're like, okay, um, first we're showing a cartoon. You know, and it really isn't a cartoon, but you know what I mean. Um, We're going to show a cartoon, um, and it's only 70% complete. So you would see sketches. You know, sometimes it would go to a sketch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, it would go to an animated sketch. Sometimes it was just still drawings with coffee stains on it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it was in different processes. The movie, different scenes were in different. Some had no color, but full animation. Here's a little bit about um, how it happened, or a little bit about that night at the New York uh, Film Festival. And who you're going to hear are some of the executives and directors uh, of Beauty and the Beast. Gary Kalkin, who was running publicity at the time, had a brilliant idea, a scary idea, a dangerous idea that perhaps an unfinished work in progress screening of Beauty and the Beast uh, could be a part of the New York Film Festival. So we actually screened an unfinished version of the film and I think we were all on pins and needles. We all were sitting there holding our breath because we didn't know what kind of reaction there would be. And there was almost, when the movie ended, it was almost a pause where you went 1001, 1002, and then all of a sudden the place just erupted. And they were feeling good about it right from the get-go. Again, they were really nervous. They were putting this movie in front of Shishi Poo Poo critics. Wow. And right away, all of the Disney guys were in the back of the theater. And the very first song in Beauty and the Beast is Bell. And at the end of Bell, something quite remarkable happened. The crowd stood up for a record 10 minutes. What? <laughs> they wow. were cheering it. They were cheering Bell oh, like they were God. seeing a Broadway show. And that's how it's described. They said, oh, my goodness. The crowd was was reacting like they were seeing like Les Mis or Phantom. They were treating it like a Broadway show from the first number because that number opens the movie, as I yeah, said. So they were like, OK, but they, they were still nervous because, again, the movie wasn't done. Um, and then at the end, you just heard uh, there was giant, giant applause uh, from another 10-minute standing ovation. Absolutely slack-jawed, stunned, knocked over, goggle-eyed with astonishment. They applauded like they were at a live Broadway show. And I had never seen anything like that in my life. One of the directors. From now on too. It was an emotional roller coaster back home. <laughs> Beating the Beast had thousands of drawings left to go. Aladdin was grinding through intense story changes that left three of Howard's songs on the cutting room floor. And Tim Rice was brought in to finish up the lyrics on the new songs. The work was intense, the hours were long, and there was only one thing that could stop it all. Margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> 
you heard them mention Howard. They're referring to um, Howard Ashman, the legendary, that documentary we, we named AbFab uh, yeah. about six months ago. Howard Ashman had done, Alan Macon and Howard Ashman, the famous duo, had done the music for Beating the Beast. Sadly, Howard had passed away uh, from complications from AIDS in March of 91. The screening was in September. He never lived to see um, the, 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 the changes. He never lived to see the movie. Uh, become the success uh, that it that it was, um, and they dedicated. If you watch Beauty and the Beast now, you will see a dedication to Howard Ashman in the movie. It went on Beauty and the Beast to be the first animated movie ever in the history of Hollywood to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Didn't win, but it was the first ever to be nominated and went on to debut after that screening, that now legendary screening. It opened six months later. Uh, to giant numbers and critical acclaim across the board. Um, Siskel and Ebert said it was, you know, reminiscent of the, you know, Pinocchio and Snow White and classic Disney. But it's one of the, it's one of the most legendary stories of all the Disney movies. Sadly, Disney Plus doesn't have it yet. Um, like I said, it was released on Laserdisc. I have a copy in 1992 and then on a DVD version in 2002. But since then, no one has seen it. Disney has not re-released it. I will tell you personally. Uh, oh, the original not, that they showed? The work in progress, yeah. Oh. Um, I will tell you as a, a big Disney fan, but just as a movie fan, if you ever find a bootleg copy, you should watch it. It is so fascinating to see the process of animation in mm. its different steps. Yeah. Because um, like I said, it's 70% done, but you see, you see how this is birthed and you see the different steps. And it's incredible to see. Even as a novice movie fan, it's worth seeing if you ever get the chance. It's called Beauty and the Beast, Work in Progress. So, there we go. Because they haven't put that on the platform yet. Yeah. hope that's on the list to to come. I hope so. The closest is a documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty that's available on Disney+. Plus. They have some scenes from it. And the internet has some scenes, so you can YouTube it. Fascinating, let me tell you. Cool. Okay, let's get out of the rabbit hole when we come back. Oh, we have a half-price deal, though. Yes, we do. What is that? Okay, on sale right now, it's Christina Clinic. They're offering one syringe of Restylane filler for lips, marionette lines, or cheeks. It's a $575 value for just $275. You can go to mytalk1071.com, keyword deals for this offer. We'll be back with Elizabeth Reese. Hey, ladies, want to go for a test drive? Um, I knew it, Dawn. Jason's buying us a car. So, do you mind if I ask for one with a moonroof and heated cup holders? Guys, I'm not going to buy you a car. We're going to test drive a new smile. Rude. No, goofball. Your smile is great. But look, if you don't like your smile for whatever reason, doc. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental can take you for a smile test drive. How does that work? Well, after someone does one of Dr. Amy's legendary virtual smile consults and they start to consider veneers, Dr. Amy can do a 30-minute appointment where she puts on a composite material that will show the patient what their actual new smile could look like. That's some Star Wars stuff right there. Well, that's why I call Dr. Amy the Yoda of dentistry. Contact Dr. Amy and ask her about virtual smile consults and the smile test drive at Hughes-Dental.com. Oh, and don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. And follow them on Instagram for the latest promotions. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on my talk, everything entertainment. And it's time to get caught up with the entertainment headlines of the day in the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, you guys. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Uh, to lots you. of royal news to get to today. Okay, that's what's dominating the headlines ahead of this big Harry and Meghan sit down interview with Oprah that's happening on Sunday night. We're going to be able to all watch it together on CBS. So here's what's happening in the meantime all sorts of drama. Prince Philip, who is 99 years old, who is, of course, Harry's grandfather is recovering from a successful heart surgery. That's what the palace says. He's been in the hospital for quite some time and was transferred to another hospital that specializes in heart issues. Mm. And then he underwent a successful procedure, according to the palace, for a pre-existing heart condition at St. Bartholomew's Hospital. Um, His Royal Highness will remain in hospital for treatment, rest, and recuperation for a number of days. He is due to turn 100 in June you were wondering when his 100th birthday is. Oh my gosh. And he's been hospitalized since February 16th. Can you imagine the stress of the doctors who are performing this (laughs) procedure? Not only is their patient 99, and I could imagine that that just adds a whole level of like, oh boy, I don't know how this is going to go. But then he's also the queen's husband. Right. Yeah. The Duke of Edinburgh. The Duke of Edinburgh. (laughs) So anyway, that's what I have there. In the meantime, Meghan and Harry's drama with the palace continues. Okay, so uh, you'll recall that just this week, a couple of palace staffers were sources in British press reports that Meghan Markle had allegedly bullied them while she was there and while they were working there, led to two assistants leaving and then another telling a colleague that she was shaking uh, prior to a confrontation with Meghan Markle. Now, Megan is saying the palace had an active role in perpetuating falsehoods about her and Prince Harry. And that's going to be part of this interview on Sunday uh, that mm. she doesn't see how the royal family could expect her and her husband to stay silent. Um, and in this teaser, Oprah asks, how do you feel about the palace hearing you speak your truth today? And then she said, I don't know how they could expect that after all of this time, we would still just be silent if there is an active role that the firm is playing in perpetuating falsehoods about us, referring to the royal family when she calls it the firm. Isn't the timing interesting? So fascinating about what all comes out. And we've got little sources saying this and stories being placed here and there. It's really interesting. And then Buckingham Palace 
uh, firing back in their own way, responding to claims that Meghan Markle bullied former staff members, saying the royals will not tolerate bullying and launching an independent investigation. Yeah. That's How weird. wonderful <laughs> that the royals no longer want to tolerate bullying when in their history they were beheading people at any whim. Uh, yeah, <laughs> normally, so don't good. talk about it. Can I remind you of Henry VIII? Not that great of a guy <laughs> to live with. Also, they yeah. never would discuss like tabloid fodder usually because this is coming from the Daily Mail. So yeah. normally they would just if they did want to have an investigation, they would just in- do it and not like release a press statement. You Here's know what the, I mean? I know. And the statement was released via social media yeah. from the palace. It said we are clearly very concerned about allegations in the Times following claims made by former staff of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Accordingly, our HR team will look into the circumstances outlined in the article. Members of staff involved at that time, including those who have left the household, will be invited to participate to see if lessons can be learned. The HR team. How amazing. Uh (laughs) I can't believe they have an HR team. I thought they were just like guys in the hallways with axes and wearing big tin suits. And that was the (laughs) HR department. (laughs) That's what ours is here. (laughs) I know you got to watch out for those guys. I know. They they get sleepy and then you never know where that axe is going to land. Yeah. I, I I just can't, I just can't imagine if we just knock this down to a human level and and I know they're extraordinary. I mean, I know that the the circumstances and the family are extraordinary, but if you're Harry, this is what I'm thinking about with the Harry Megan thing. Uh, I may just for a quick, quick second, please do just on a, on a, on a human level. How does it feel? You know what I mean? To know that you're. The apparatus of your family is working against your wife. Yeah, your that's grandma. crazy. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, just think of it in on just on a human level like that. I, th- that's what just boggles the mind. It's very Sorry. challenging when I think your family is the business. But you're right. I mean, when it comes down to it, they're human <laughs> beings. They're a human yeah. being with human being relationships. But they've always they have these very distant relationships with one another that involve you know, duty before everything else and all these, I, I don't know, guys. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's hard enough if your family runs a restaurant, much less a country. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yes. mean, that would just be my thought. Oh. I did want to update you on this Tiger Woods story. So um, this is what TMZ is reporting this morning, that the L.A. County Sheriff got a search warrant to seize the black box in the vehicle that Tiger Woods crashed. Yeah. I didn't even know the cars had black boxes, yeah. but I guess they Fancy do. Fancy ones do. Fancy Apparently. Um, a judge believed there was probable cause to believe a crime may have been committed and law enforcement sources are saying the possible effect offense might be misdemeanor reckless driving um so they're gonna take a look there were no skid marks the objects struck by the suv um before it came to rest those are concerns and then the fact that it was a single vehicle crash and then also tiger's injuries and apparent excessive speed so they're looking into all of those things yeah who knew I, i mean i i love this technology i wish they could have it in every car yeah, my car's so old, I don't think it has it. Oh, mine no. definitely doesn't. But I do have heated seats, and frankly, that's more important to me at any given moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love I the have a heated steering changer. wheel. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Alexis has an A-track, girl. She loves her A-track. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. A little bit later, I'll tell you what jumped the shark. I have one. Uh, but next... Paramount Plus debuted about eight hours ago. What's it like? Is it any different? Uh, We'll take a spin through that next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, 
a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Still the one you This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Hey, that by the that by the way, that voice, Jason. I know that sounded like you, Jason. I thought, I thought so. it was you. That's my favorite announcer from ABC. That's the one I always make fun, not make fun of, but I I revel in. I he's the one that I loved how he said the love boat. He was the network announcer. Um, voiceover guy for years. He was the one that always went the love boat. I ah, oh, I love. Oh, I love that guy. That's you. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's from 1979. That's an ABC network promo for Still the One. Which, by the way, I just discovered this week. That is our boss's B. Arthur's uh, favorite little pop culture thing she remembers when she was a young little witch in the coven watching television uh oh. and watching that it, can you just with her little with her little witch hat can you imagine oh, a little bitty yeah. b arthur little uh, room. Uh, with her oh. little cauldron and the brimstone and watching abc but anyway yeah, um, socks. yeah and her little uh, witch lunchbox anyway oh. the little fake stuffed flying monkeys Oh, remember those? Oh, Aren't they cute? So cute. Her little broom. Her little Hot Wheels broom. Remember the Hot Wheels broom? Anyway. But she loves that. She has a distinct memory of that promo from ABC, the Still the One, which was a takeoff of a song that was a hit or song. Orleans, I have it right here. Oh, if you want to hear the original. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Orleans, you're right. Yeah, can we hear the original? Still the One. So better. good, yeah. <laughs> Which could have been Fleetwood Mac. I mean, give me a break. That sounds could have been, like yeah. But yeah, so because for years we've said this before, TV networks would create big fall campaigns to build excitement for their new shows, and that was one for ABC that they used for years and years and years called "Still the One." Anyway, you get those ratings, those books, yep. you know. Eight thirty-six. Uh, speaking of ratings, okay. Um, while we were sleeping. Hmm. CBS All Access flipped over to Paramount Plus. Now, I am going to live on the radio right here. I yes. have my I have my iPad. This is very exciting. I am going to click on the new Paramount Plus for the very first time and see how it is. Uh, I will do this so you guys don't have to. Right. So here we go. Um, let me get a dramatic drum roll here. Oh, that was a stupid drum roll. I played the wrong so one, but that's fine. No, that's fine. I like okay, it. Let, I like that one too, yeah. Okay, um, let me click on. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> um, the logo changed. Okay. And that's about it. Yeah, okay, really? it looks just like CBS All Access. Yeah. The interface did not change, and that's—I guess—that's good if you had CBS All Access, and it was a decent interface. I didn't little hate it. Little. I hate Peacock, and I hate HBO Max's interface, but that's a whole other Sally show. But um, 
this is this is easy to look at. Okay, this is easy to. Ooh, and the real world's on here. <gasps> yeah. I want to go home now. Oh, <laughs> this new the homecoming season. Yes, that's Lex. already dropped. Oh. It's already dropped. <gasps> Ooh, where's Lex Donna is. and Steve? Can they just start right now? Yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh wait, I have a talk so show close. to do too. Yeah, we're yeah. so close. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is nice. This it is. is yeah. You can click on uh, because included it's BET, CBS, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian Channel. Ooh, and a lot more Paramount Ooh. movies. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, like Paramount Crocodile ones. Dundee, the Godfather series, Indiana Jones. Um, uh, let's see here. From Dust Till Dawn. Remember that movie? Maybe watch Lex. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Um, how much? Uh, how much a month? What's this going to cost? Kenny? Your favorite. Um, I think it's like five. Oh, but uh, producer Jeff just told me. I think if you buy right. Oh, wait, no, that was before uh, it <laughs> launched. You could get the whole year for $50, but I think that's, that deal's already gone. But um, I think it's like $5 a month, Kenny, I believe so. Uh, I've already paid for it. I get it from Verizon, so I don't know how much I actually pay for it. But, yeah, I think it's like 5 or $6 for Paramount+. Plus. But, yeah, it's nice. How does this work then? Like, you just said The Godfathers, the three movies are on there. Mm-hmm. They're also on Amazon Prime. Do they stay there? Or is yeah. there an expiration date? Oh, yeah, or yeah. yeah, you have to pay for them on Prime. Well, no, right? um, I think so. I think no, you don't. On there. Yeah, yes. what happens, Lex, is a lot of these contracts are overlapping still and will be for years. Um, okay, uh, they have existing deals and rights with, uh, for instance, the Harry Potter movies. Um, it is a Warner Brothers property, so it should be only on HBO Max. But they have a they have a contract they have a deal already in place with Peacock with Universal, so you will also find the Harry Potter movies. Uh, you will find them on Peacock right now. Strangely, even oh. though they're a Warner Brothers property. See, this is where it gets confusing yeah. for like Ooh. Mary from Anoka. Where who to find doesn't, things? Yeah. Um, you know, Mary from Anoka has no business, uh, has no reason to know all this crap that we have to know because of our job or for me, just because I'm a weirdo um, <laughs> and I was an indoors kid. But um, but no, still it's, it's a, still an end. I believe me, if I didn't have to leave yeah. my house, I wouldn't. But um, <laughs> but no, um, it's a great question. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a few years before all of these overlapping deals expire. And then they'll um, go and, to kind of their rightful streaming service. Yep, they will go to where oh. they are owned. So there'll be more on this Paramount Plus once they're yes. off of Amazon. Because I'm looking through the movies now. Um, and, you know, it's not like there's a shortage of them, but there aren't as many as I would have expected. Yeah, I would agree. But eventually so, that will come. I brought up yes, my um, Amazon Plus thing here on my TV, and I went to The Godfather. It says, watch with Paramount Plus, start your free 30-day trial now, or rent movie for three ninety nine. Oh, that's nice. So they have that deal with Paramount. Oh, nice. They made that, they cut that deal. Okay. But oh. I can't They've watch it that free. Since, no, well, you can't watch it for free. They must have just switched that. Yeah, because when we, free. we just watched Godfather for our Force movie mm-hmm. review, and yeah. it was free when we did that on Prime. Yeah, it was. Lex I is watched right. it on CBS All Access, though. 
Oh, I did too, though. Okay. Le- oh, Dawn, I did too. Yeah. But I, but Lex is right, though. I did see it on Amazon. I did have that option. Yeah. So yeah. this deal, I think, just clicked in. Oh, That's what drives wow. me crazy about Amazon. I'm already paying for it, but now you want me to rent or buy movies, even though I'm already, you know, paying you. Stop it, dummies. Stop. <laughs> I'll yeah. email Jeff Bezos in this, in this commercial break for you, Kenny. Coming clue. up on uh, 842, listen to all the My Talk shows as podcasts. Uh, all of your favorite live shows are available later in the day as podcasts. And, oh, and you can check out our original uh, uh, collection of shows like Deep in the Shallow, Shallow, uh, and my uh, show with my husband, Two Fairy Godfathers. Listen to what you want, when you want. Uh, 842, we'll be back. Uh, I will unveil what has jumped the shark today. Next. Like you else, where you are in now, a hilarious, and we use that term loosely, dad joke. That's a good one, dad. From Alexis. Here's one from listener Judd. Two fleas were walking out of the cinema when they discovered it was raining hard. Shall we walk, said one flea. No, said the other. Let's take a dog. <laughs> this has been a dad joke. It's very funny, dad. Hilarious. From Alexis. Mm-hmm. No. No. Nope. Nope. No. Just gonna we're gonna act we're gonna act like we didn't play that one. Yeah. Start over. It could be worse though. I wish we were flea size and something like a dog came by, we could just hop on. It could have been worse though. Dinosaur? I could have played this. And now a haiku dad joke from Alexis. At the tattoo shop. The lady poet said, hi, cool on my tatas. <laughs> that was a slightly inappropriate and oh. super stupid haiku dad joke from Alexis. I forgot about that one. That is some... <laughs> cool on my tatas. Have we? Oh. Kenny? Kenny, can you check the signal? Are we still on, or did they did the FCC uh, revoke our charter? I'm actually I'm actually not here. I, I just gone. went home. You're gone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Di- talking, Don. We're not registering anymore, right? We don't. No. There's no more levels. They've cut mm, us off. Nope. We're just doing <laughs> the show for ourselves, to each right? Other right now. That's right. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, girl. <laughs> we're off the air. <laughs> yeah. Um. Every day oh. we uh, we name a person, place, or thing that has well, just we're done with it. We're just done with it. We're done. Uh, we're done I'm with done. it. Fire up the boat. I'm jumping the shark, shark, shark. shark. Hey. Not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? It was Dumpamundo. <laughs> That's right. It was Dumpamundo. Um, I have. Uh, I'll. I'll pick up the torch here. Um, I have a jump the shark. Mm. Um. Live action Pinocchio movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Um, that's um, all you need to say. <laughs> uh, let's oh, roll the God. theme song. Let's roll the theme song. Oh, let's geez. get Don and Steven here. Oh. How are they um, going to do that? Okay. I don't. Um, uh, that's scary. Okay. Can we just let's break this down a little bit? First of all, the reason I, this is the the as we call it in the in the biz the peg. Here's the peg. They announced casting. And I like the casting, so I'm a little, I'm, a, I'm a little torn. I'm not really torn, but Cynthia Revo is going to play the Blue Fairy, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to play uh, Jiminy Cricket. Okay. Um, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. 
Okay, mm-hmm. now, and then Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Oh, right, yep. Yeah. That's right. Um, who's, who's Pinocchio? I don't know. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I have no idea. <laughs> is that why you looked up what he looked like now? Yeah. The other day? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, here's the deal. And, and Lord knows I love Disney. But the story of Pinocchio in general is just creepy as hell. I mean, it <laughs> really is. It's just creepy as all get out. Uh, I mean, we got the, you know, the poor Italian carpenter who carves a boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, roll the credits. I just, I, I could stop there. Uh, then we got that scary ass carnival. Son, right? so yeah, I think so. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we have that carnival, you know, that oh, that's yeah. full of drugs and, and uh puppet what? prostitutes and things. Whoa. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then we then then you, you the, the Pinocchio turns into a donkey. Uh and oh, then they that's get, right. Yeah. And then he gets swallowed. They start all the kids start they start uh, the hallucinating. And uh, they become disobedient, and they start slowly turning into kid donkeys. Yes. And what? then the kid, then the kid, then Pinocchio is sold to a circus. He becomes a circus act. And then, then they're swallowed by a whale. And then, and then he becomes a real boy to live with the old carpenter. I'm That's sorry. Weird. The whole thing is just like jump the sh- it jumped the shark like. Uh, <laughs> A long From time ago. God, yeah. starting at the carnival, it sounds like. Yes! <laughs> I don't remember any of that. I Yes! I don't. Yeah, I have I only saw it like maybe oh. once as a kid, like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It used to be my favorite. It was the first Disney movie I remember, the first animated Disney movie I remember seeing. I love the music. I mean, it gave us the Disney anthem of When You Wish Upon a Star. I mean, yes. so I'm, gl- I'm glad it was made. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then this is my you know when uh, when I totally rebuff uh, B. Arthur and I tell her I will not do what she wants me to do. Uh, it also gave us this song. <laughs> That's right. I look at her and I go, woman, I got no strings on me. You can't control me like a marionette. I'm going to do what I want. Oh, but, no. So it gave us it gave us two good songs, but still, I no one is clamoring for a live-action version of Pinocchio. If we were to go out into the public, nobody wants this. No one's no. asking for this. It's nobody. forgettable and dumb. And just weird. <laughs> I just yeah. told you. It's just yeah. the, the, that the plot. That is so weird. I only remember the whale part. Yes. Yeah. Of course you would. That, that's your nightmare. Be swallowed yeah. by a giant whale, and then and then you're in the whale's belly, and I think they set up camp in there, and it's like, oh, my oh, goodness. I, I remember him lying and being upset about that. I'm like, please stop lying. Yeah. Yeah, and then his nose grows. Oh, I mean, I was. Oh. How are they going to do that? I don't know. It's a lot of wood. Because it's, you know, yeah, I hope his skin looks uh, wood, woodish and not flesh-like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just that phrase right, Just right there, Don. Just that phrase right there, Don. Oh. Here we go. I hope his skin 
Yeah. I hope, yeah, it's wooden. It w- looks like wood with wood grain and not yeah. like flesh. Uh-huh. By the way, Geppetto is what I sometimes call Kenny on Saturdays, by the way. I just, I would like to be clear about that. Oh, is he wood carving? <laughs> That's right. He's whittling wood. I swear That's you're a- telling lies on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for us. No. That's going to do it. That's gonna that do took it. me a second. It's glowing and glowing and glowing. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have fun closing the show, Lex. Go ahead. Such a great day, everyone. We love you so much. Oh, it's Friday tomorrow. Ooh. Love you. Bye-bye.